how did uh, everyone's fasting go? <laughs> kind of, sort of? <laughs> that... Yeah, it was. This was um, one of the hardest fasts. I don't know why. Our family's been like cycling through sickness, and so this fast was kind of tough. My stomach felt like it was eating all the organs <laughs> around it. Um, but from meal to meal, I kept thinking, like, Lord, you have to help me. Like, Lord, you have to help me. Lord, you have to help me. And if there's anything that I learned from, from this fasting was, Lord, you have to help me. Like, that dependency, I need more of that. To, to be able to throw my dependence on him, even for the littlest of things. That's, that's what we have to do together as the body, right? Just to throw our dependence and say, Lord, I need you. I need you to help me through this. God, I need you to help me through my day. You know, the reason why I've been fasting is, is really, it's for a move of the Holy Spirit, right? It's for a move of the Holy Spirit in our lives, in our, in our families, in this church, in this city, in our community. This is what we desire for 2020, right? A, a strong move, of the Holy Spirit, because when the Holy Spirit comes, lives are changed. And when the Holy Spirit comes, families are transformed. Cities are transformed all because of the presence of God in the midst of his people. This is our prayer for 2020, and this is our prayer for this decade that glad tidings would be known as a church for two things. One, that we are a people who stand on the authority of Scripture, and that we are a people who are moved by the Holy Spirit. Those are the two things we care about, is the Scripture and the Spirit. That's who we are about. Last week, we, uh, we created a vision statement for our life and, and for our families, and we said that in 2020... With Jesus at the center of my life, I want to seek to be like him in character, in action, and indeed I will serve him by being part of the body of Christ, not just by attending weekly services, but by being actively involved in the work of ministry at Glad Tidings. I will share Jesus with my friends, with my neighbors, and I will be open and honest as I engage in community by participating in a small group through 2020. And you know, if we're really going to be this person, if we're really going to act like Jesus, if we're really going to get plugged in, if we're really going to allow Jesus to be at the center of our life, if we're really going to be transformed by Jesus, then I believe that we actually need to get back to the basics. We need to deal with some foundational truths in our lives. We need to deal with the foundation of our life. See, wanting to live for Jesus is a good thing. Wanting to have Jesus at the center of our life, that's, that's a great thing. But wanting isn't enough. Wanting won't change anything for your life. Wanting to be like Jesus isn't going to make you like Jesus. Wanting to have Jesus at the center of your life 
isn't going to magically make Jesus now at the center of your life. But wanting is a start. And wanting all of those things, that's a really great start. The wanting has to put you in a position to do something. Right? The wanting puts you in this position to now take action. The wanting to be like Jesus has now put you in a position of self-examination. The, the wanting to be like Jesus has to make you make some hard decisions about Jesus. So over the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about getting back to the basics. Getting back to the basics of our faith. Being rooted in who we should be in Jesus Christ. Because we want to be a people who read the Bible so that we think and act differently. We want to be a people who make prayer our first priority, not our last resort. We want to be a people who live sacrificially so we can give generously. And we want to be a people who engage in community so that we would learn how to love other people. These are kind of foundational to who we are, to who we need to be as believers, to who this church is called to be. In Scripture, Jesus, he, he tells us this story about the importance of a solid foundation. And this story is found in Matthew chapter 7. So if you have your Bibles, would you turn with me to Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 onwards. Here's a background to what's going on as you're flipping through. Jesus just finished giving his Sermon on the Mount. And he desperately wants his audience to go and to do all these things that he taught them. He wanted them to be doers of the word, not just hearers of the word. And so he tells his audience this really important story. Matthew 7, 24 says this. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does them is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the flood came and the winds beat against the house, but it did not collapse because it was built on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them is like a foolish man who built his house, house on sand. And the rain fell and the flood came and the winds beat against the house and it collapsed. It was utterly destroyed. Jesus is telling this story and he's not telling this story to talk about building your house in a safe place. In fact, if you notice the situation with these two builders, both of these builders go through the exact same situations. They go through the same trials. They go through the same difficulties. They both have the same obstacles when it comes to dealing with this storm. And so Jesus is clear that this is not a story about uh, how to avoid the weather. That's not what this story is about. In fact, there's a lot of families who are here today who are facing some storms. You're either suffering through them 
right now, or you need to be prepared because the storm is coming. Some of you are in some financial distress and, and you have no way out. Some of you are living on fixed incomes where you're just having a hard time just meeting your everyday needs. And it feels like you're just facing that storm. Some of your marriages are taking a beating right now from just the, the storms of life. And you're wondering, man, how much more of this can I really take? Some people here are dealing with some other stuff. Like, I mean, you're dealing with shame or lying or deception or jealousy or mistrust. I mean, there's just some stuff that's going on in your life, in your family's lives. There, there may be some families here this morning where you're having some culture wars at home. I mean, your kids don't understand you. You don't understand your kids. You're arguing over values and what the truth really even is. Some people here this morning are struggling with a part-time dad or an overcommitted mom. Or our families are operating on this high level of stress today. And it's just this storm that's coming to our families. Storms come in all shapes and sizes, don't they? Some are our near misses to your home. And others make this direct hit. And they do a lot of damage. And when the storms come... Everybody's affected. And when the pressure intensifies from every angle, our outcome is going to be determined by what foundation we're really standing on. Jesus is saying to the people that God wasn't going to stop the rain. He wasn't always going to stop the wind. He wasn't always going to stop the hurricanes wasn't always going to stop the earthquakes from happening. If you thought that problems were going to disappear in your life because now you decided to follow Jesus, I'm here to tell you, just like Jesus was telling his audience, problems are always going to find a way. They're always going to find a way of beating down at your door. But Jesus expected his followers to be smart about life. Be smart about the storm. Be careful about what your priorities are. Be cautious about who you listen to for advice. Be careful about what philosophy you stand on. Because when the rains come and when the winds come and when the hurricanes strike, when the pressures of life hit, a wrong decision in these foundational areas will be your undoing and you will fall, and you will crash, and you will be utterly destroyed. And so the understanding of a foundation is really, really important. For some of us, just getting back to the basics is going to be really, really important for us. There's a lot of building contractors who they'll stay away from digging and pouring out their own foundation. Most contractors would rather have uh, a specialist come in and pour the foundation because if you mess up the foundation, you mess up the entire structure. 
building your life on anything other than what Jesus taught is to mess up the foundation. It's to allow cracks to form at the pressure points of your life. And and here's Jesus, and he's asking his audience this important question. And today the Lord is asking us that very same question, what does your foundation look like? What does your foundation consist of? See, there's two people in Jesus' story. Both of them hear Jesus' words, but only one of them acts on it. What Jesus says is, a person who hears Jesus' words and puts them into practice is like a wise builder who builds with the right materials in the right location at the right time. And Jesus' audience would have also known that one was a really hard worker because it's hard to build on rock. It takes time. It takes energy. It takes persistence. It takes patience. It takes plan. It's a lot easier to build your foundation on sand and just start building. See, at the time, the scribes and the Pharisees, they offered the sand of their leadership. It had this surface-level righteousness, but beneath it, it's all hypocrisy. And in our lives, too, there's this sifting sand of false preachers and false teachers out there, people who only move with signs and wonders, people who, who want to talk to you about this prosperity gospel. Those are things that are just sifting sand. So I want to ask you this question, are you, are, are you living your faith through somebody else, through your parents, through your friends, through a spouse? Don't build your life on somebody else's faith, that's sifting sand. There's this really shallow sand or sifting sand that our culture provides us. It says that working your way to the top at any cost, that's the right way to live, that's the right way to act, that's the right way to behave, don't build your life on that. Our culture says that education isn't as important as popularity. Don't build your life on that. Our culture says that fame is where it's at. Don't build your life on that. There is this sinking sand of modern philosophy that says, hey, if it feels good, do it. If it doesn't hurt anybody, do it. It's sinking sand. Trying to do good things so that you'll get into heaven. Don't build your life on that. That's sinking sand. Doing good things is great, but doing good things alone is just sinking sand. Don't build your life on that. Instead of building your life on sand, Jesus is challenging us today to build our lives, build our marriages, build our families, build our careers, build our philosophy on the rock who is Jesus himself. So how do we do that? This is what we're going to be talking about in the next few weeks. How do we use the tools 
that God has given us to build our life on Jesus. You know, it's great that we can come here and be in agreement that this is what we want to do and this is what we need to do and this is what we have to do, but how do you build your life on Jesus? How do you make sure that Jesus is the foundation of who we are and how we build our families? These are some of the things that we're going to be talking about in the next few weeks. And it's going to take some time. It takes time to build on the rock. It's going to take a lot of energy to build on a sure foundation. It's going to take some time to build on the precious cornerstone. It's going to take a whole lot of patience to build our relationship with Jesus. And it's going to require a plan to build your life on Jesus. But it also requires you to execute that plan. And that's the hard part. I'll close with this this morning. Uh, in the last year, our family, we did this renovation project. And, uh, and we had this contractor who kept pushing back our date. Right? Big surprise, a contractor pushing back a date, right? The job that he was on before us was this brand new addition that this other family wanted to do where they had to dig out the side of their house and then pour a new foundation for the addition that they were building to their home. But when they had dug out, they noticed issues with the current foundation. There were cracks and there were just major problems with that foundation. And so the addition had to stop. Like the entire project was now put on hold and they had to get in contact with the homeowners immediately and, and, and resolve some things. And so in order for them to finish their addition, they had to address the problems with the main house. There was no continuing with the, with the project that they wanted to do without dealing with the foundation of the main house. There was no addition unless what was uncovered was addressed. And now this blew up their budget and it changed the time schedule for the project and everything changed, but the foundation was fixed. They couldn't continue unless they fixed the existing foundation. So just with your eyes closed right now and your heads bowed, I have this question that I want to ask you. If we were to excavate around your life, and if we were to get to the foundation of your life, what would we find? Would your foundation be full of cracks? Would, would your foundation be compromised? Have you been building your life on sifting sand? Have you been building your life on sinking sand? Or have you been building your life on the sure foundation of Jesus? And I'm sure for all of us there are cracks that need to be filled in. There are some, some issues that need to be addressed. There are some foundational issues that need to be repaired before we can move on in our lives. 
just right now, would you just begin to pray and ask God to uncover some of these areas to you? Lord Jesus, we thank you for this morning time that you've given to us where you have been speaking to us through prayer, through prophecy, through our music and worship, through communion, and now through this message. Holy Spirit, as you begin to excavate around our lives and reveal what's really going on, Holy Spirit, would you help us fill in these cracks? Would you help us with the repair work that's needed in our lives? Would you help us, Lord Jesus, to build our lives on you? God, we ask that in these next few weeks that you would continue to challenge us, that you would begin to soften our hearts. And Holy Spirit, would you transform us by the renewing of our minds? Help us to put into action what we need to do so that you would be at the center of our lives and so that our lives would be built on the sure foundation of who you are. God, we ask that you would go, go with us as we leave this place this morning. Be with us. Speak to us. Challenge us, we pray. We pray this all in your name.